0: Hello, I'm Alexander Cross, Attorney, uh, Criminal Attorney here in the San Francisco Bay Area. If you'd like to learn more about Criminal Defense, please um, visit our YouTube page, Alexander Cross and subscribe. Here we received a message in uh, on our uh, Facebook, uh, actually on our YouTube channel, let's see, uh, so uh, last year I was arrested for um, using a driver's license with somebody else's name and last weekend. I was arrested for drunk driving and driving without a license. Okay. Well, let's discuss the first aspect. First of all, the first uh, case uh, showing false ID uh, to a police officer uh, there could be two potential violations here. One of them is if it's just a fake ID, you show it to the police officer, well then that would be a violation of penal code section 148.9, which is a misdemeanor showing false ID. That carries a maximum sentence of six months, county jail, but I mean, nobody really gets that unless you go to trial and lose. But out of every 100 cases that only happens like twice but generally speaking uh you will get probation for about 18 months till about three years depending on the the court um but it could be more serious if you show the police somebody else's id not just some fake id that you created uh, at the mission district (laughs) no no i'm talking about having somebody else's ID in your possession. That's a little bit different because you could be charged with uh, identity theft that is a violation of penal code section, 530.5 that is a felony potentially that carries up to three years state prison you better hope you didn't really steal somebody's identity because the restitution amount the amount of damage you do to somebody else's credit oh god that's astronomical just uh, just to eliminate a single line of of something that's incorrect on somebody's credit could be thousands of dollars so uh yeah, uh, y- you might not want to do that one. Uh, usually the restitution is worse than the jail. You'd almost rather go to jail than, uh, than to steal somebody else's identity and, and mess up their credit for life. That's, that's not a good one. But um, you have this other charge now of driving under the influence. Now, first of all, let's go back to the probation aspect for the first count which would be a violation of 148.9, you know, giving a fake ID to a cop. Well, if you're still on probation, which you would be because you'd be on probation from anywhere from 18 months to three years, then this new case, this new DUI, and driving without a license, would be not only a new case, but it would be a violation of probation for the old case. Now, when somebody violates the terms of their probation for an original case, they are now, um, they are now having to um, face uh, the possibility of um, having served the full uh, sentence, the the full sentence, which would be the six uh, the six months county jail for the 148.9 offense, so the the fake ID aspect. But aside from now facing the full sentence for the original case by way of violating the probation now you have this new case of driving under the influence which is a violation of vehicle code section 23152B and also there's the charge of driving without a license which is a 12500 each of those carries a maximum sentence of up to six months in the county jail but Generally, nobody receives that. Usually that gets resolved with like some community service, some sheriff's work, some fines, some fees, probation. But the worst part about all this is definitely the probation violation. Because when you violate the terms of probation and you are arrested, a lot of times they don't just let you go. They hold you in custody with no bail. That happens a lot, even for Mickey Mouse misdemeanors. That happens a lot. So it's necessary for your attorney to go to court and basically do a sales pitch to try to see if we can get you the hell out of custody. Say, hey, look, he's a good kid. He's young. He's stupid, uh, whatever. But I mean, you've got to get the guy out. Got to get the kid out. And, um, and then based on that, it's like, OK, fine, let's start working on this DUI aspect. You know, What was the probable cause for the stop? Um, did the police officer adequately arrest them? Uh, Was he at .08 or? Great. How did you realize he was at .08? Did you do? uh ALCO4 test, or did you take blood? If you took blood, OK, who took the blood? Was it a li- licensed phlebotomist, or was is it just is some other police officer, because it's supposed to be a li- licensed phlebotomist? Uh, when they took the blood, did they swab the arm with a non-alcoholic substance, because they can't use alcohol? Because obviously, if they use alcohol on your arm, they shove the needle in your arm, well, then that's going to affect the reading. You know, All these things need to be considered. If they use the alco test device, which a lot of people um, call the breathalyzer, like this little deal, right here, here. Well, okay, well, was it calibrated? Because these things have to be calibrated once every 10 days or once every 150 uses, depending on which one is more frequent. So I mean all these things have to be considered um, in handling a DUI case and eventually, you know, if you know if uh, if everything checks out, if it looks like oh yeah, the, the CHP did their job, well then that's when we have to start talking with the DA about negotiating the case. If it looks like no, the evidence is garbage. Uh, they didn't do this, they didn't do that. Well, then we need to talk about a dismissal and if they don't want to dismiss well then we might have to start talking about a jury trial when they bring in those 12 people from the community and they can decide if the uh, defendant is innocent or guilty if they find him innocent well they can dismiss the charges regardless of that uh, if you have been accused of having committed a crime and need representation in court be sure to give us a call at 1-800-862-7677 once again 1-800-862-7677 Seven, seven. This is uh, Alexander Cross Attorney, Criminal Defense, here in the San Francisco Bay Area.